Hey everyone, this is Christopher Luxon, the former CEO of Air New Zealand. This is John Lee Dumas, the founder and host of Entrepreneurs on Fire. This is Tracy Ibarra. I'm an executive solutions at Dell Technologies. This is Travis Chappell, founder of Build Your Network. If you are wanting to learn how to embrace change and to navigate through disruption as a leader, then listen to the Leadership is Changing podcast. The Leadership is Changing podcast. The Leadership is Changing podcast with my good friend, my very good friend, Dennis Giannoutsos. Welcome to Leadership is Changing. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change. This is taking your leadership to another level by finding the balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsos. Hey, welcome to the show. Leadership is changing. What we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Leaders everywhere confront similar obstacles because people are people, but everywhere you go, leaders are overwhelmed, disrupted, and under pressure. They run from email to email, meeting to meeting. Many leaders are not changing quick enough which means they run the risk of becoming irrelevant and being left behind. The purpose of the show is taking our listeners' leadership to another level by finding their balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. I believe we don't have enough effective leaders in the world today, and if we can get the leaders to step up and lead change, then they can inspire real change. Hey listeners, it's now time to adapt in our fast-moving world, and I want to welcome you to the show, listeners, and I want to welcome you to this Ask Dennis special. We have a three-part special that's going on right now, and I want to welcome you to part one of this three-part series. The reason I'm doing this is that the topic is six ways to accelerate action for change. And I've broken this series up into three parts under this Ask Dennis Freestyle kind of episode. These episodes are whereby I'm asked questions by our listeners, or I actually will share some thoughts, ideas, insights from working with leaders around the globe. What I've noticed that uh, a lot of change needs to happen and is happening at the moment. In fact, we know that change is constant. For many, they are not taking action, or they seem a bit paralyzed in what they're doing. And so the purpose of this three-part series, in other words, three episodes, is to share with you the six ways to accelerate action for change. I've been through a lot of change personally, and I'm sure you have as well. And that varies in different areas. It could be in your life, your business, your role, your organization. But I know that we've all experienced change. And every time change is needed to happen, action was the one of those things needed to accelerate the change. We are seeing a lot of change in our lives of late, and we're being forced into it and into a lot of change in how we live and we work, in particular the times around pandemics and other things that could be happening for you in your life or work. We as leaders need to go through the change and experience it as an individual. And then we also need to lead it 
and lead the change to help our organizations. We have to be the rock for our teams, be the rock for our families. And it's not always easy to do. Easy to say, but not always easy to do. Now, some of you might be saying, hey, Dennis, but I'm not a leader. Well, what is a leader? I truly believe that we are all leaders. It's not about a title. It's about we need to lead ourselves. We need to lead our families, our teams, our organizations. But it always comes down to you. It's not about that title, as I said. It's about influence. It's about how you influence yourself. And you can also influence others around you. So the question is, how are you as a leader showing up or stepping up? Because you see, people are watching you, watching me as leaders all the time. They're watching what you do. They're watching what you say. They're watching how you say it. Now, the thing here is, even if you go down to your local supermarket, people are watching you. People are watching you from your organization, from your industry, whatever. They are watching you. You may not know, but they are. And so they're looking to see how you are showing up as a leader all the time. I was doing a workshop recently and uh, somebody said in the room, well, I always show up. Mm, I said to them, yes, you always show up. You're always present. You're, you're there as a person. But how are you showing up as a leader? Because it's two different things. Just because you're there, that doesn't mean you're showing up. It's all coming down to various things like attitude and so forth. So in today's show, which is part one of this three-part series, I wanted to share with you what we as leaders know to be common, and, uh, and that is that change is constant. It's just about the only thing that is constant at the moment. It's just changing all the time. It's just happening all the time. Whether it be in life and business, sometimes we are given a curveball, and it can be a really big curveball. And yes, sometimes it really sucks but we can be given that curveball. Leaders everywhere confront similar obstacles because people are people, but everywhere you go, leaders are overwhelmed, disrupted, and under pressure. That's what I share in my introduction of each episode. Now, you may relate to this yourself because you might be that kind of person yourself, right? You may be experiencing what I just shared there. So the thing here for me is, how do you go home are you going home grumpy because you're so overwhelmed and so much stress and all that on you? What is it like to live with you? So there's some interesting questions. I, I remember working with a leader and uh, who worked 80 plus hours a week. And I was asked to go in and coach this person and asked to work with the person because he was actually wanting to go to another level and take his boss's position. But in doing so, he was always feeling guilty about leaving once a week at four o'clock in the afternoon to go off and watch his kids do some swimming. He felt guilty about leaving the office, even though he was doing 80 plus hours a week. Part of his career path, part of his career transition or succession was to actually succeed his boss. In other words, his boss's succession plan was to have this person come in and step into his role. Now, he was scared to take on his boss's role. He was afraid. Why? Because if he was doing 80 plus hours a week today in his current role, if he took on a bigger role, he was wondering whether he would be spending and doing more hours and spending more hours at work. And that was something he wasn't really wanting 
to do. Then there are many leaders who are not changing quick enough, which means they run the risk of becoming irrelevant and being left behind. Once again, that's something else I share in the introduction. What I'm seeing is a lot of leaders are coming out of organizations. They're being sucked out of organizations due to change and things like that. They're in their early 40s to late 50s, and their whole identity is associated with the title, the role, or the organization. They're feeling lost. Why? Because they've got no more emails to go and cover off, no more meetings to go to, and so then all of a sudden they feel like they're not wanted or needed. And so it's an interesting dilemma for them, but an interesting thing that they have to go through because, you see, change is incredibly scary, especially at the times like the present. The unknown and the unfamiliar territory, the knowledge that you don't even know or that you don't know. Sometimes, though, you know that you need to make change. You know that if you don't take action, that things will certainly not get better on their own. In other words, you can't put your head in the sand and hope for everything will come right. But again, change is scary. So what do you do? For a lot of people, they are paralyzed. They're like the, the, an animal in the headlights of a car, which is you know not a really nice analogy, but it sort of shows you how they're paralyzed, they're stuck. And you see, the thing is, by them standing still, they're actually going to go backwards. Now, what do I mean by that? Because you see, everything else in life, whether it be life, business, whatever, is moving forward. It's not going to stop because you're stopped. It's not going to wait for you. And so if you're not moving with it, then you're going to get left behind. And so we'll be going into the six ways to accelerate action for change in part two and part three of this three-part series. Today, I've got the seventh way. In other words, a bonus way that I want to share with you that plays a huge part in the overall roadmap for leaders' success. I would like to talk to you about the leader's mindset. Yes, that's right, your mindset. Now, what do I mean by mindset? Now, don't get that confused with the brain. We're talking about the mind. And I sort of refer to that as the six inches between your ears the conscious and unconscious mind. See, we have a lot of news that's uh, happening at the moment around us. We have, and what do we mean by news? Well, it could be in different sort of uh, forms, if I can put it that way. So in other words, number one could be there's the news right on TV and on the radio, things like that, right? So that's the news. That's traditional news. The other thing could be Facebook, uh, other social media side of things, LinkedIn and so forth. They are whereby you're also getting information from people on those things, catching up with others, networking, going to different events. You're actually being bombarded by all these different things, newspapers, the whole lot. You're being bombarded and it's going into your conscious mind. Now, the thing here for our both our subconscious and our conscious minds is what I should say, conscious and subconscious minds, is that we are being bombarded. And I remember a leader recently saying to me, oh gosh, everything's happening in this pandemic and and so forth. It's just doom and gloom. I'm sitting on the couch watching the news and I just stuck there all day and I just can't get off the couch and I just, it's it's, it's hard and I, I just feel so negative about things. I don't even know what to do. And I paused and I said to the person, well, I know what you need to do. And they said, what's that? 
I said, you need to stop watching the news, turn the TV off. And they went, oh. And they said, look, don't get me wrong. You need to know what's going on. You need to understand what's happening in the world, especially at times like now. However, if they're going to make an announcement on the news or a special announcement session on TV, radio, whatever, even on the internet, then, because they'll stream it live, right? So what you should do then is just turn it off after that. Give it five minutes. Take the news, whatever that is, the headline. But then they're just going to keep repeating it. They're going to keep analyzing it. They're going to keep looking at things, and it's just going to get more and more harder to listen to. So what I said to him is, don't get me wrong. You need to know what's happening in the world. You need to understand what's going on around you. But you don't need to be there all day with it, letting it influence you. Now, get off the couch. Get out there and do what you need to go and do and start making things happen through action. So if what he actually went through was a little bit of change to actually undo the change he just did, which the change was he was stopping doing what he needs to do and he stuck there watching the news and watching this. So that was a change. So I got him to change that whole format, the conscious and subconscious side of things, got him to change it. And what actually happened is he actually started to get out there and do actions and getting different things happening. Because you see, what we think we become. Now, what do I mean by that? It's almost like who we hang around with is what we become as well. Now, if I go back to what we think we become, you see our thoughts, whether in conscious or subconscious mind, our thoughts have a big part to play. Because you see, our thoughts then create our emotions. And our emotions will actually create actions. And based on the actions we do, that will produce results. Now, for this guy, his thoughts were all things going on. His emotions were, uh oh, we're in trouble, things are not right. So he stuck there on the actual couch. What he did was, one of the actions was he surfed different channels to see what was going on that started to produce a result of him not achieving or doing things that he needed to do. He was in the doom and gloom. He started to become quite negative about things in life and so forth. I'll give you another example. It's a bit like you waking up in the morning. You wake up, you stub your toe on the end of the bed. Ow, that hurt. And then you spill your coffee as you're having breakfast on your beautiful ironed shirt, blouse, whatever you got. And then As you're driving to the office, somebody cuts you off in the traffic. And so you're really annoyed. And you get to the office and you're so upset about things in life because you've stubbed your toe, you've spilled your coffee, and somebody cut you off in the traffic, that you then snap at the team at work. It wasn't their fault. Just the things happening in your life. And so from certain thoughts as a result of what was actually happening created certain emotions, and then you'd actually snapped at the team, which created some results or produces results. So the important thing here is that we might need to change our thoughts. It reminds me of a leader, another leader that I actually was working with. And uh, that leader says to me, said to me on a regular basis, because I keep asking how they were um, every now and then, and they would say, oh, so much work on, I'm just tired. And then one day I just had to pull the person aside and say, look, Do you mind if I give you an observation? They said, sure. Based on what you're actually sharing here, what I keep hearing from you is that you're flat out and you are tired. And 
how are you feeling? And they said, well, I'm actually feeling really tired. I said, okay. What happens if you were to change that language? Not to take away that he may be tired and he may need to or she may need to actually go and do what they need to do. But the thing here is if they change their language, their thoughts that create a different emotion, a different action to produce different results, what could they do? To their credit, they went away and they started to change their language. And when I caught up with them the next time, that person turned around and said to me, I said to them, you know, how are you doing? And they said, oh, on fire, so much energy and passion. And you could tell. It actually played out in the way that they were and what they were doing. So always ask yourself, where is my thinking at the moment? What am I thinking about? And how is that helping me towards my emotions, my actions, and my results? Because you see, there are sporting teams out there today. And one good example is the New Zealand All Blacks. And in some other episodes, I've talked about this, but the New Zealand All Blacks are a great example. So they're a high-performing team. But when the other team scores against them, they're behind the uh, goalposts and they huddle and they take two big belly breaths. They start thinking about calming things down, getting oxygen to the brain, and they start thinking clearer. Then they start to change their thoughts, their emotions, and then they have different actions to produce different results. And that's how they can turn something like another team scoring against them around. And it's amazing to watch it happen, team. Because you see... There are certain things that you can control and things that you can't control. There are certain things that are out of your control fully. But there are two things that are in your control. Number one is your attitude. In other words, how you react to things. Number two is where you're going next. And it's the going next that I want to talk to you about in the next two parts of the three-part series. There are many things out there, I should say, but you know I'm going to share with you six of them. And there are six things that are going to help you make change and survive in a disruptive world. Now, the three key words in the sentence I've just said, which is the six things to help you make a change and survive in this disruptive world, is disruptive, change, survive. Now, the three key words there, disruptive, change, and survive. Taking the plunge and pushing yourself into a much-needed change does not have to be a all or nothing situation. You do not have to go alone. You don't have to do this alone. You can actually have people with you. So I'm going to invite you to listen to the next two parts of this three-part series and consider those six ways to accelerate action for change. And take those steps that you need to take and how you can set yourself up for success now that we've discussed about you changing your mindset. So check out the next two-part series of the three parts that are coming out. Hey, listeners, thanks for joining me on this special three-part series of the six ways to accelerate action for change. What we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Change is incredibly scary, especially with the unknown and the unfamiliar territory. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing. Hey, look out for the episodes as they're being released. Download them, have a listen, put a review and a rating. Feel free to share them with your friends, your network, your family. If there's any feedback you'd like to give me on the show, or if there are any questions you'd like me to ask my guests as I interview them, or if you've got a question for me on the Ask Dennis episodes, which is a freestyle episode happening once a week, 
then send me an email, dennis at leadingchangepartners.com. Hey team, thanks for tuning in here today on part one of this three-part series. We look forward to talking to you on part two very soon. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leadership is Changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change, inspiring executives and leaders to adapt and lead a bigger game in a fast-moving world.